Hello, welcome to the Spring Football Podcast, the podcast where three friends who have their dreams being professional footballers dashed away as children. When one of us was confirmed, I was going to two Scottish food. Have their say on the Premier League. Hello, oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a minute, it's been a while. Uh, we are joined by the ever present coach, Kojo. Yo, 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 man's are back. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I've been obviously we've got a bit of football back now, isn't it? Bundesliga, so trying to enjoy some sort of football, but the defending stressing my life out. So you know, yeah, it's shocking. Literally, literally witnessed a FIFA goal in a football game, which is disappointing. But here you go. So yeah, but I'm good, man. I'm in good spirits. I'm trying to keep my head up despite all the stuff that's going on and um, trying to enjoy. How you guys doing? And the other voice there is that of Darren T. How are you doing, sir? I am fine. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. Uh, thanks for having me on once again. It's always a pleasure and always an honour. Uh, looking forward to having a chat. Uh, usually on the Free Mythical Podcast, uh, I, or we usually say... Uh, you don't. You're not here to listen to us talk about a certain subject that has, has no uh, has no connection to uh, to football. Uh, but this time, I, I implore you to hopefully listen. And if not, then if you don't want to, then then turn off and don't don't come back because we we don't want you to, to listen if you're not going to listen to, to this message. And it's obviously relating to which we can't we can't ignore the uh, death. Uh, of, of George Floyd in America and the riots and the uh, protests and, and looting and everything that's happening uh, over there and in, in the world, to be honest with you. Um, all we want to say here is we we show we are 100% behind everything that is going on. Uh, if you feel that the only way to express your anger at the, 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 the blatant racism that is happening in America and in the world, in every in this country, in the UK, in Australia, in Canada, in New Zealand, in Germany, in France, wherever you are located, in Brazil, uh, wherever you are located, then you are you have a hundred. We are backing you one hundred percent of the way. If you feel that looting is your way to express your anger, then go for it. The simple fact of the matter is that these companies have insurance they can they can they can amass the funds they can get their insurance they can they can get back their items they can get back their money what can't come back or what can't be brought back is george floyd uh and all the lives that have been taken taken away shortly from this plague that is that is police brutality that is racism that has affected us in the UK, in the US, for more than 100 years. And um, just solidarity from us, uh, prayers, and out to the family. If you can't, I say this, if you, if you, if you, if you feel like hopeless that you're hopeless in the situation and i i implore you we implore you to protest if you can't protest then then donate if you can't donate then then tweet about it 
tweet about your experiences, tweet about what's going on, how, how, how you're feeling. If you can't tweet about it, then call your uh, call either your your local governors or or American states and their their governors because they they need to hear about what's going on, and we we need to hear about all those that. I, would, I don't even know how to say we're lucky to be recorded. I don't feel like, I don't think it's luck. It's not luck that they were recorded. It's a blessing that they were recorded because, because otherwise we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be where we are now. You know, we wouldn't be talking about it. We wouldn't, we wouldn't know about it. And I don't know, I, it feels, these, these current protests, they feel different to me. I'm pretty sure they feel different to, to Coach and, and to Darantee. But I just hope that from this from this situation that we we rise from 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 the destruction from from the ashes and hopefully we can build a better world. Part of me hopes that. Uh, part of me, you know, sees this happening all the time and doesn't doesn't trust that this is going to change anything. But we can only hope, man. Uh, guaranteed, my coach, Michael. If you want to say anything else, now's now's the time. Um. I don't know what else to add to that really. Um, you've pretty much put the, hit the nail on the head in terms of what people can try and do at the very least. Um, I personally on social media have told people what I'm not trying to hear. Um, I'm sure the listeners that uh, listen regularly to our show have seen those those tweets or um, Facebook posts. If you have me on Facebook, you've seen what I've said and I'm going to leave it there. You know what my, my message is, it's very simple. And the message is clear from everybody else as well. I'm, I'm sure whatever I've said, many people have said also. Um, I can't. The one thing is that you can't tell people how to feel. The one thing that has really um, frustrated me is others getting involved for reasons that are nothing to do with the movement. Um, so I encourage people to just keep protesting in spite of those idiots that do you know the things that are downplaying the actual reason why people are protesting in america and all around the world and um yeah just try to keep your heads up man um it's not it's not easy for us as a race in general and it hasn't been for many many years and you know the this case on top of all the other cases that we've heard of majorly and publicly are many of more many cases that we haven't heard of in in the overall press or in the social media and all that um but social media is a wonderful thing in that set in that way that we can have many other people that maybe that will be heard from i don't know whichever person you want to think of to come to the social media platform and to get all the retweets and the likes because that also shares it to us and shares it to our listeners and anyone else that wants to get genuine interest and help in this um current situation so um Everyone that knows me knows me. I'm a positive guy. I try my best to keep my head up and try to ignore this kind of news. Um, but this news cannot ever be ignored, especially when it concerns me and other people like me. Um, but yeah, let's just keep going, moving, trying to move forward, trying to keep, you know, moving this fight forward. And more importantly, don't let this thing die down in about two weeks and think everything's back to normal. It doesn't work like that. Otherwise, they're gonna get back what they want again. Don't don't let that happen. Let this be a continuing thing so that one day we can look at people and say, hey, this thing happened in history and we managed to make one hell of a change. So, yeah, that's that's what I want to say on that. Yeah, well, first of all, 
I would say rest in peace to the to George Floyd and my prayers go out to his family, to the families of all that have had suffered police brutality, um, not only in America but in the UK as well. Um, you know, I'm just tired. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just tired. You know, these men are getting away scot free with cold blooded murder. It seems to me, and you know, the evidence points to that. Um, so yeah, my prayers do go out to to those who had to suffer at the hands of 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 the of the um, of, of racist police. I'm not saying all police are racist, but when you look at it on the large scale of things and look at what we've had to deal with over the decades, what can what else can we say? Do you know what I mean? But um, like I say, I'm just tired. I've been dealing with it for a long, long time. I had my first experience with racism at the age of six. I'm now 43, and we're still stuck in the stuck in that same rut. Well, when we say Black Lives Matter. It's not we're saying we want black supremacy. We're saying we want equality. We want a level playing field. We want to be considered, um, you know, as human beings and not less than animals. Because let's be real, yeah. You know, if if, if this happened to a dog, um, what happened to George Floyd happened to a dog or Harambe, the gorilla, right? You, I would, you would see a lot of protest. But as soon as we come in and we say black lives matter, then two twos, it's all, well, all lives matter. We know all lives matter. But the problem is, the thing is, black lives matter too. That's what we're trying to say. So I won't go too much into it because I've had a big, massive rant before the before we started <laughs> recording. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's all I'm going to say. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Rest in peace, all of those who have suffered. And my prayers go out to you. Truly, they do. Yep. Um, let's uh, let's get into the reason why we are here today. Football. Um, football. Football. Indeed. Uh, we are talking about Jermaine Paul, and I think Coach, you you explain explain what what what's going to happen. Pardon? Explain what's going to happen today. Um. Well. What are we yeah, so we're, we're talking about, uh, as you mentioned, a uh, Premier League legend, a man that has scored goals wherever he's gone in every competition he's played in. That includes Champions League. You want to go back to Champions League qualifying, he's done it there too. Um, he's even played in the Canadian Championship before and he's done his thing there. Um, we're talking about a striker that is high up in the Premier League goal scoring ranks. We're talking about a guy that is a St. Bones legend. Shout out to my St. Bones man them. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just talking about someone that brought a lot of joy in terms of goal scoring to a lot of uh, fans that watched um, the teams that he played for. Talking about Spurs, obviously, West Ham, um, for, for a while before it turned a little bit iffy. Um, Paul Smurf. Fire upon West Ham anyway, fire upon them anyway. <laughs> Paul Smurf, <laughs> Bournemouth, Sunderland, uh, yeah, a lot of other clubs. And this is something that I want to be doing. That I've obviously we, me and Kel have spoken about. It. I want to propose something like this, where we have certain players that we talk about, um, talk about their legacy, and uh, it could be players that have retired, players that are still playing. Obviously, Jermaine Defoe is in Rangers at the moment, still scoring goals. Let's summarize it and talk about their careers, man. You know, you know, these guys have brought a lot of joy, and we can also, within talking about their careers, we can also talk about like other aspects of the game and you know what comes into it as well. It's, it's football, so. Jermaine Defoe is numero uno. He is the St. Bonds legend. He is a footballing Premier League legend. And we're going to start with Jermaine Defoe. Uh, 
now when we speak of Jermaine Defoe, everybody, and I think wrongly, everybody assumes that he's he's a number nine, the fox in the box, the uh, the goal poacher, and that is a true that, that is oh, that is just completely inaccurate. We're talking about a man that I think you were saying before the podcast even started, coach. That he's, he's a snapshotter. He takes shot. He, he gets the ball and he takes shots from wherever he uh, he finds it necessary to. And he thinks he a great space investigator. He knows exactly where to be. Very intelligent uh, man who scored 162 Premier League goals. He is so eighth on the all-time Premier League goal scoring list. And that is something that nobody really wants to talk about. How many assists did he have? You said before. Uh, fifty in overall career, fifty-five. Fifty-five overall. Yeah. I'm just six. So I'm not a maths guy. How many goal? The goal, goal contributions. That's that seems to be the style today. Goal contributions. That's so much. <laughs> goal contributions. I love that. Um, so yeah, seven. I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So no, it's not. Three, yeah, three hundred and twenty-seven. 27, 27, 27. 327 contributions uh, overall. Uh, just an incredible talent wherever he's been. He was he was easily the saviour of Sunderland for those those few seasons where he, it was they were looking destitute. It was like they were destined to, to go down saviour there. Over 100 goals for, for Spurs, which is obviously to delight the uh from his 47 in his first spell, 43 in his second. Just an overall Premier League legend. And I think that's something that we need to highlight that nobody really highlights because he played for teams that were either on the come up or teams that were battling relegation. Mm, doesn't do him. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I would say, you know what? I, I apologise as a Spurs fan. He didn't win more trophy, any trophies with us. Oh, no, no, um, you got one. You got one. No, one won the League Cup, that's it. He won, yeah, won the League Cup. Oh, wait, innit? Oh, wait, he won away. Yeah, yeah when... Yeah, um, that was it. Woodgate said that, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That is it. One trophy. He deserved more. He deserved much more for what he's done. But, um, you know, I, 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 have, I have to say, you know, if you're not a Spurs supporter and you don't love Jermaine Defoe, I have to question... <laughs> I have to question you as a Spurs fan and wonder if you're some secret Arsenal player. <laughs> West Ham club because every Spurs fan loves Jermaine Defoe <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> he's um, you know what is it 143 goals for us I think it is um, I just had it somewhere actually 100, yeah 143 goals for us I believe um, that's all competitions all, com- all competitions all competitions yeah um, like he was just such a baller and I know that you know, Robbie Keane and Berbatov, you know, he was just unfortunate because Robbie Keane came, Berbatov came, um, and they kind of froze him out. But he just does the numbers. He's got 17 this season for Rangers alone at the age of 37. 17 goals and one assist at the age of 37. Those are mad numbers for that age. He keeps himself fit. Um, he eats well. He, he, he studies the game. You can tell he continues to up his game and he continues to adapt in accordance with his age and his physical ability. Um, he's still quick. He's still very quick thinking, very intelligent footballer. The off-the-ball movement um, is amazing. Um, he's not hes not the worst dribbler in the world, 
Because um, anytime, listen, if you get that through ball to him and he's got the ball, he's off. See if you can catch him as a defender because you're not, because he's slotting that in. Scores all types of goals. He scores long ranges. Yes, he can be a fox in the box, but he can score a long ranger. He gets in the box and, as coach said, snapshot, bang. Yeah, I like think. Ian Wright reminds me of Ian Wright. Reminds me of Gabriel Batistuta in that that mold. I'm not comparing comparing them. I'm just saying in that mold, in that mold of striker that just takes the ball and bang. That's what I love to see in a striker. Do you know what I mean? That's why the great Harry Kane is is such a I'm such a fan of him. <laughs> this is gonna be a first plug. I just throw that in. Throw that in. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no, but, but you know, you're, I mean, you're, he's, he's un- definitely underrated. Didn't get enough England caps. 20 England goals as well um, you know I think he could have had a lot more but I think he was just a little bit disrespected for England again <clears> you know <throat> you know such as the Andy Coles and the Ian Wrights of this world um, take that as you will uh, but um, he, he, he's, he's such a he's such an amazing player you watch his goals if he gets that if you, if you get if you get the ball to him and he's anywhere near the box and he gets that first touch, you're in, you're in, you're in trouble. You're in trouble because he might lift it over you and bang it. He might come. He might, he might, um, he, he, he might think it over you. He just does what he wants to do when he gets the ball. And yes, he sometimes is considered greedy, but you know what? The numbers don't lie. So. Well, you know, you know what though. But this, this he's a striker. He's supposed to be greedy. That's the whole point of being exactly. a striker. You exactly. Know, um, the type of goals that he scored. Um, when you're talking about different range, I remember like, for example, I'll go into like a, a blockbuster one. The goal for Sunderland in the the derby against Newcastle when he hit off the, the volley, for example. Yeah. That that in his later years, you know, towards like the tail end of his career, which he's in right now, you know, to score a goal like that in such a big game. I remember he cried in that game because, um, what did he say? He had an interview about it. He just said that, you know, it's like the emotions of the game. When you're approaching such a big, a big game, a big derby you need to be within that zone you need to be in the zone where you feel the emotions are like the fans do because if you don't have that same sort of passion you can't really apply yourself to the match properly and that is testament to a player who says i want to perform for the club i'm playing for i mean he's played for well okay so uh we're going for west ham bournemouth uh which he did alone with before he obviously went alone again um or was he there permanently before he went to uh rangers he was, he was, he was on the plan. Okay, he permanent plan. Right, so... Yeah, so alone in his early, early years and then permanent. Spurs, uh, Portsmouth, Sunderland, Toronto, now Rangers. <laughs> and everywhere he's gone, he scored goals. And he's not scoring the same type of goals. He doesn't score many headers, which is, which is fine. He's not the tallest guy. I'm not expecting him to leap over uh, Per Matisaka and beat him in the air. But... You know, in terms of finishes, the one thing I really loved about him was, you know, a lot of players, when you receive the ball uh, back to goal, most of them tend to do it for link-up. Hold the ball up so you can have someone else running behind you or you can play it off and then try and spin. This guy was the master of taking the ball behind, sort of like dropping the shoulder one side or the other, taking it sideways, but still managed to hit the quick snapshot that I love about him. And he could hit in any corner. And... As a striker, when well, when I was when I was young, trying to trying to make it for which didn't happen, but you know, um, I was always told shoot before the keeper is allowed to prepare himself. So if you have a one on one, why why would you allow him to, you know, sort of poise up and say, okay, 
now shoot. You know, you're the, you're you're in control. Just like Terry Henry say, Terry Henry say, listen, when you're the striker, when you have the ball in the box, you're the boss. The defenders and the goalkeepers play for you. If you make them comfortable, then it's easy for them to defend. So if you make them feel uncomfortable and you do things quickly, they have to react to your 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 pace, not theirs. Therefore, as a striker, take control. And he did that every time. Anytime someone stepped up to him, little one, two step over, move to the right, bang, near post, far post, through the goalkeeper, through the goalkeeper's legs, or whatever you wanted to do, he could do it. And that is so essential in how many uh, in strikers hitting the ball off the bounce. Not an easy skill to um, to produce as a striker. Did it, you know? So, um, and before we did uh, the podcast, I know Kel's going to list off the names soon enough in the podcast anyway, but the number of names is over in Premier League history in terms of goals. We have to put a bit more respect on this player's name. He's a top, top striker in a league that's not... Uh, well, what do I square? A different beast. Yeah, different beast. Yeah. We're going to bring that back. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is a brilliant player, man, and a, a brilliant striker to watch. So I really enjoyed watching Dominion for and. You know, again, I'm going to say their name for the third time. St. Moore's legend. Uh, scored, um, I think the record, what was the record? I think he scored 13 goals in one game for us, which is ridiculous. Um, and if you want to add one more thing to his uh, his accolades, our boy Darren in um, in school, Jermaine Defoe came to the school one time and Darren was holding his crutches. And when he saw Jermaine Defoe, he completely collapsed. So... <laughs> So, so that's uh that's the main difference for you. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, brilliant. That's brilliant. Um yeah, to refocus. Uh so what we said before, he's at one hundred and sixty two Premier League goals. Uh that's twelve more than Ballon d'Or winner Michael Owen. Uh, more than Les Ferdinand, Terry, Teddy Sheringham, Robin Van Persie, Harry Kane, who's most likely to over, overtake that. But for just for now, let's say that. Um, Jamie Floyd Hasselbank, Robbie Keane, Nicholas Anelka, Dwight York, Steven Gerrard, Ian Wright, Lukaku, all these names uh, of Premier League legends. So it's undeniable to say that Jermaine Defoe isn't a Premier League legend and isn't one of the best goal scorers to play in England and for England uh, in the Premier Premier League. We're saying that he's one off Robbie Fowler, who was a, a nightmare as a, as a, as a teenager. Uh, he's only crazy, only uh, thirteen off the great Thierry Henry. So it is undeniable to say that he isn't a legend. Let's go now. Let's go down. Let's just state our favourite goals. Of, uh, of, of Jermaine Defoe I'll, I'll start um, for me it's between two it's between the goal against Arsenal with 5-4 against Arsenal which was one a crazy game one I'm glad to, to have won but um, that goal he scored <laughs> <laughs> I think he, uh, he took the ball I think on the diagonal run Ten yards away from from uh, uh, from the box, just manhandles the defender. I think it was I think it was Laurenti manhand just cuts inside, and then with the outside of his boot, just nestles it into the top right corner of uh, of Jens Lehmann's net, who was in my humble opinion 
Gallagher Sunderland on the volley on his weak foot ball in the air and he just somehow manages to bring it all up and down and that hits the top corner and I think it, the, the thing that uh, that puts it above that of the Tottenham goal for me was uh, Martin Tyler's commentary which all great comment- commentary should do it, sh- it shouldn't overshadow it should elevate the goal and I think that's exactly what it did because it was just astounding that strike it was just a perfect strike um, where he goes Jermaine Defoe what, what did he say J- Jermaine Defoe well, oh, no, I forgot what he said. It doesn't matter because the ghost, the ghost that speaks for itself. It was just a fantastic goal. Uh, Darrington, what was your, what was your favourite goal? You got a whole bunch of Tottenham goals as well. Well, funnily enough, well, if you look at all the five goals versus Wigan, they were all quite quality. Um, do you know what? Right, I'm going to be a bit left field here. The, the favourite goal I, I of Jermaine Defoe was actually in the pre-season game. Um, <laughs> the full old. The full oh, we banged a hat trick against Porto. I'm sure it was a hat trick against Porto. This is about 05. 05. And he's got the ball. And I'm thinking, typical Defoe, he's going to slot it in the corner. I'm waiting for which corner he's going to slot it. He dinks it over the keeper. He had no right to do it either. Chipped it over the keeper. Left him for dead. Banged it in. The goal versus Arsenal obviously was a great goal, but we lost 5 4. And I have kind of blanked that game. Uh, I'd love to talk about that flipping game. I remember, I remember watching that game live, and I just watching, I just remember Vieira running throughout midfield. I'm just watching. I just, you know what? I, I just, I hated that game. I hated that game. Right? I hated that game. So, just because, I mean, the Newcastle, the Sunderland goal was great. The Sunderland goal, the Sunderland goal versus Newcastle was great, and for the occasion amazing and what have you um, but I'm going to go with my mine is versus Porto I don't even know if you can find it on YouTube I was actually at the game but it's always one that sticks comes to mind because I wasn't expecting that from him and that was the beauty of Jermaine Defoe is that he did what like I said he did what he wanted when he wanted so you were used to him slotting it in the corner maybe hitting it top bins right but this time it was just a delicate chip over the keeper and he just left him killed him left him for dead so that is my personal favourite my personal favourite if you want to take Arsenal off apart from that maybe Sunderland for Spurs give me any of them five goals versus Wigan because they were all great I just remember that game that Wigan game and I just remember just looking and I thinking that's my striker that is my striker he just banged 9-1 he just destroyed the team and I just thought, you know what, this is this is why I love Jermaine Defoe. So, yeah, maybe I'm a bit left field there, but that's where I'm going to go with. Awesome. Go. Um, my my favourite one for him, um, from him is actually a goal he scored against Crystal Palace for Bournemouth. Um, ball came over the top, I can't remember who played it for them, it was ridiculous. But it was really a good pass over the top and the ball was sort of like going outside the box towards the right. And he ran onto it. He's not looking at the goal, but obviously, if you're a top striker, you know where the goal is. That's always the same, right? And he pretty much sort sort of like um, it wasn't the same kind of goal. But I remember when um, Torres scored that goal when he sort of chested it outside against Blackburn when he volleyed it yeah. over the keeper. It was it was similar. It wasn't the same. Torres's goal, I think, was just about better. But this goal was still quality. Uh, he let the ball bounce. He didn't take a first touch. He just let the ball bounce, come down. And he just hit it. And I think it was Spironian goal. Man just looked at the ball. It was just like, uh, 
how do I even get to this? You know, it was it was lovely because for me it was like this guy. I think this was like 2017. This guy is getting older, but he's still showing the quality. You know how you, you, as players get older, you think they slow down, but there's still that bit of quality about their play. He's showing that he hasn't lost his quality. He still knows how to finish, and a goal like that is is testament to how good he can still be. Um, yeah, I just love that goal. It's, it's such a it's such a lovely volley. You know, you let the ball bounce and strike. You, you've taken control. He's going for the defender. So the defender can't get to it before him. No chance. Um, bodies in the way so that if the defender tries to approach, he's definitely going to get fouled. So in every situ every uh, way, it's just him and the goalkeeper, despite not technically being in a one-on-one -on -one situation. And for him to hit the ball so clean, and then the celebration, you know when man just jogs away, like, yeah, yeah, I, I did that still. Uh, yeah, that was me. That, that was me, yeah. You, you might saw that, yeah? All right, cool. Little look at little look at the Crystal Palace fans and say, yeah, you acknowledge that, yeah? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, can, can Benteke do that? No, 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 he can't. So, <laughs> I, just, I, I really, really love that goal. And... Um, I was also, that's also one of the things about Defoe is that nobody talks about oh, this, the famous celebration. We all know what Jermaine Defoe's celebration is. Both arms up in the air, runs away, and it's just, it, it, it was just it was full of swagger, you know. That, 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 was, that was what was so great about Yeah, yeah. well, that's, that's, what, that's what we loved about strikers in the day, isn't it? You had, you had strikers that had celebrations that were, there were levels. You know what I mean? There were levels. Um, obviously, if I'm going to go back to Thierry, for example, he had many that we could talk about. But the knee slide, the knee fly side, for example, was just that's that's excellence. A man it was scores, so synonymous, yeah. yeah, a man scores a free kick. Looks at the referee, referee and asks him, "Is that enough?" I mean, <laughs> that's. I can't even lie. I can't even lie. I'm not gonna. When I saw that, and I thought, you know what? I thought, nah, you're a gangster. You're just. <laughs> I'm not even gonna front. I can't even. When he did that, and he just banged it in. Was Man United against United, wasn't it? No, nah, this was free kick against Wigan. Uh, Wigan. And he just turned around and he just was like, is that Or is there, there was another celebration as well where he did, where he just stood there and just like nodded his head, just stood there and just looked at everybody and like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, he's too, he's too, he's too, nah, I'm not going to lie. He had, the, he had the baddest worst celebrations. I can't remember. Yeah, he did. He did. That. Him, and, him and, you know who I did love as well? I know we're digressing. Who I did love as well? Asama Wajan. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know. Don't, nah, don't, nah, don't, nah, don't, nah, that's an iffy subject, man. That's an iffy subject. My, so. my, wife, my wife is half Ghanaian as well, innit? So, so I was rooting. But you know what? When you come to the Prem, and I love the celebrations, I did. I'm not going to be When Zenden. Oh, Zenden oh, the yeah. dance. Oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why did you have to take it there? <laughs> oh boy. That was, that was, that was one of the best moments in history. That was terrible. Uh, that was poor. But anyway, yes, we died. Sorry. Yeah, died but, yeah, but you know, that, that, even, even that, it's, it's, it's a, such a simple celebration, but when you, when you do it so often that it becomes your celebration. So, mm -hmm. you know, if someone tries to copy it, they, they're not really levels about it. So, you, you know, back in the day, Thierry, him, uh, Shearer, maybe Ruben Nistri with the gun celebration that he did like three times, which I thought was amazing. Um, Robbie King, Robbie, Robbie King yeah, celebration. Robbie King. Yeah, that, yeah. that is just you can't even come near that celebration, man. That's that's elite. <laughs> Anyone else doing that, I, I actually feel quite angry. Um, you know, so yeah, you know, it's, it's it's so he's part of that. He's part of that class of you know making sure that you know about him and. Um, 
I compare it sort of like to um, sort of like to wrestling. You know how like back in the day in, in wrestling, you had so many wrestlers that you knew. So that like, you had your big stars, but even if they weren't the biggest stars, they still stood out. You know, like your Dudley <coughs> Boys, for example, or your Hardys. Like they still were levels. You made noise for them just as much as you made noise for The Rock or Stone Cold. In the Premier League back then, as much as you made noise for Bannistra, Shearer, uh, Henri, you still made noise for Jermaine Defoe, Robbie Keane. Even in one season, Andy Johnson for Crystal Palace, you made noise for him because the guy scores, then he puts his head down, puts his arms out like he's Chris Jericho and runs around the pitch. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, the standouts, you know. So I, I really love, um, I really loved watching Jermaine Defoe, uh, top striker. Yeah, and great celebration as well. I think the only thing that was. The only reason he didn't get a move to a top four side at the time, I would say, like an Arsenal or a Chelsea or a United, was the fact that he was he was small. He compared to the strikers of, of that generation, I think he was Henri six two, Van Nistelrooy at least six foot. I think he he was five, he was five nine, and that was the only thing that was holding against him. He wasn't the strongest. He wasn't he wasn't the fastest, but. It was just the intelligence and the technique. I, I often say that Shearer, when it comes to striking the ball, Shearer has the best technique in, in the Premier League because he never scuffed the shot. I feel like you can say that about Jermaine Defoe. He was so efficient when he had the ball at his feet. He was such a clean striker. You never see anything scuffed. It was just a beautiful technique. And like you said, his ability to snatch up and the his ability to take the defender out of play it was just him and the goalkeeper. That was the only thing that was going to matter. And he just took the goal, the defender out of play. And right foot, left foot, doesn't matter. It's going in the back of the net. And that was something that was that was just brilliant about him. Yeah, he was so dynamic as well. He actually he was five seven. I just checked. He was five seven. Um, yeah, he's, he was so dynamic. The dynamism of Jermaine Defoe was great because he Did takes the ball back. Do you, do you know what? Do you know what I feel like kind of holding back a little bit in terms of moving to a bigger club is um, sort of like he was also even though we knew how good he was because he was such a not such but he was like a rotational um, player at Spurs like it, it was because every other club he went to he started all time uh, leading goal scorer in terms of goals off the bench isn't he twenty four goals off the bench that's the record in the Premier League. Okay, the coach is talking to the mum. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, what was I saying? Yeah, I was saying that he was like a rotational player. So in, in terms of like every club he went to, apart from Spurs, he was a certified starter. Um, obviously at Rangers now, he's not so much a certified starter because... Um, 37. Exactly, 37. 37 and yeah. they, they focus on the much younger Morelos, which is fair enough. You know, he's got a longer career in the game now so you know you're gonna focus on him but um in terms of at Spurs you know because Canute, Robbie Keane, uh, Dimitar Berbatov, anyone else I'm forgetting? Uh, uh Chenko. Roman, um, my boy, how can I forget my boy? Peter Crouch. <laughs> he was Peter Crouch, he was better than Canute, mm. but I, I, he was better than Canute. Uh, at Spurs, he was better than Kamiyachenko. He's better than a lot. That's the thing. He's yeah. better than a lot of them. So but be- that were better than him. Yeah, but because Robbie he is the closest thing from Tottenham. Robbie Keane has 126 goals in the Premier League. 
and he, he had like a 15 year or maybe less than maybe 13 12 year career in the Premier League Defoe 162 goals um, 20 not 20 um, what was that 18 18 more goals than him yeah no, 16 more goals than him yeah, but, see, but that, that's the thing as, as good as he is over them because you're still in and out of the team you know like when, when our, the top team signed strikers they weren't players that were in and out of their teams they yeah. were certified starters 100% and Darren Ben sorry oh, Darren Ben's another one that was at Spurs yeah um, I completely forgot about him as well but yeah all those guys were certified starters and even though we knew his quality if you're going to play for a top 4 side at that time when it was the top 4 you have to be someone that is in the team like sort of indispensable when there's 38 games if you're fit you are starting 38 or 38 there's no if or buts about it and I think that's the oh, for me that's the only thing that sort of held him back because we know his goal scoring record he's 8th in the Premier League all time goal scorers which means he, he's damn good at scoring goals and he did that at the top level of English, English football but because he was so maybe start 5 and then bench for the 3 or start 3 and bench for 4 like it, it didn't work in his favour in my opinion and that could be that could not maybe that's not his fault I mean we talk about man just saying maybe when you train well and all that but I'm sure Robbie Keane became Spurs captain at some point so he was a shoe in um, and then obviously retain between Roman Pavlyuchenko Berbatov who was obviously quality um, so it was hard to compete with him of course we understand that because Berbatov was a certified starter for Spurs and then he moved to Old Trafford so you know I think that's I feel like that's one thing but the only major thing that could have held him back anything else is sort of like petty because the guy knew where the back of the net was uh, so you know and obviously in this day and age no one really considers you a top striker unless you're able to hit like 20 in the league which he never hit 20 but again to his credit for the numbers he was scoring for someone that's in and out of the team if he did yeah, start games week in week out he probably would have hit 20-25 in seasons so yeah yeah, yeah. Pretty sure, pretty sure he scored 20 goals throughout the season, just not in the Premier League. He got close yeah. 18 goals for the season that Spurs reached the Champions League for, the, I think it was the first time, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. In yeah. fact, that season for Spurs, yeah, the one you're talking about, he scored 24 in that season, see? so Yeah, yeah. just a vital component to, to, to the success of that Spurs side. Yeah. You know, so when, when, when you need him, he's there. Like I said earlier, the teams... That he he just flat out refused to let them get relegated, you know, with the goals he scored. Uh, just an all round great, great striker, eighth in the Premier League. That's that you can't you can't deny his 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 quality. Yeah. Um... yeah it's, it's, what is unfortunate is that he never got enough uh, Champions League appearances. Mm. Didn't get any uh, many appearances on the the, the, the the did he did he have a Champions League appearance? Does he? Yeah, he played for you guys in the Champions League quite a few times, actually. Um, uh, Champions League appearances, he's got four, and he scored two I and four. I should know this. I should know this, actually. Yeah, he scored two, two and four for you. He's got one and two in terms of Champions League. Yeah, so totally. two, two goals in four Champions League, so one and two, yes. But that's nice, that's good. Really? I'm looking, and I can't see it, but anyway, let me just... Go to, go to, if you go to... Um, oh, so um, yeah, 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 yeah. I can see it. Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Two, two and four. Yeah, and a yellow card on top of it. But um, but yeah, I just, I, you know, I was, I was always like, 
you know, upset we didn't see him at a, uh, more having more appearances in the Champions League, um, having more games for England, as I said before. You know, mm-hmm. he, his quality merited that. Do you understand? And he was just unfortunate, I suppose, that that we did have sort of Keenan Berbatov, as we've said before. And But I do think he was quite harshly treated, and I think we sold him too early. I've always said that. We sold him too early. We shouldn't have sold him the first time, um, and we sold him too early the second time, which was to Sunderland's benefit. But um, even now, I'm not even going to lie, even now, look at the amount of injuries we've had, right, over, over the last year, 18 months, or how poor Spurs have been over the last 18 months. Do you know that having a Jermaine Defoe in that side, right, would have would help us? I believe so. I actually believe so. Right? He's not going to get you 20. He might not even get you... He might barely scrape 10 at his age. And I know the prem, the rigours of the premiership are quite hard, but you know what? Like, I believe in him that much. I believe in him that much. He just wants a goal scorer, always a goal scorer. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a big, big, massive fan and and people will probably hear what I'm just saying now and savage me on Twitter or what have you. But at the end of the day, I mean, we have no striker apart from once Kane and Son are injured, we had no striker. Mm. You know what? I wouldn't have minded the default jumping in there and having a, you know, you know, giving it giving it a go because we had nobody. Do you understand? We had to have Steven Bergwijn up front. That, that's, um, a, that's an important question, actually, then. Um... Because, I mean, since Harry, since Harry Kane came into the scene, you've had, what, Llorente and uh, Soldado, Vincent Janssen. Vincent Janssen. Uh, None of them are better than Defoe. Yeah, so would you have have you replaced Defoe? If, if that's the question. I mean, as someone that could be an impact. As as an impact, no. No. The only the, the thing is, when Kane's injured, we use Son. Yeah. Right? But that wasn't Son's initial role. That's not what we bought him for. But as an out-and-out striker, you've got to think, well, we've sold Defoe and we have never, we've tried to replace him, but it's never been successful. Never been successful. So, I don't see why we couldn't have kept him, but the only problem, the, the question is, would he have stayed? Actually, no, he would have stayed because there was an interview where he said he, he, he regrets leaving Tottenham. Oh, okay. He left too early, so he would have, he would have stayed. I, 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 yeah, I'm definitely. We haven't. You're right. You're right. We haven't actually replaced him because the strikers we've signed have been flops, terrible flops as well. Although, no, no, actually, no. Sorry, I'm waffling. But Soldado was a flop in terms of Soldado was a flop in terms of scoring, but he wasn't a flop in terms of his work rate and his off the ball move, his 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 his, his, his movement off the ball. I just think. I don't think we played to his strengths. His personal life has all got not got in the way, but he didn't his wife miscarry or something like that, and that's uh, yeah. That obviously that obviously had an effect on on him on the pitch. Yeah. So I don't think you can blame Soldado for his. No, I don't give him as much stick. No, I don't give Soldado as much stick as a lot of people do. I saw him like live, and I saw him, and I saw how hard he actually worked. For Tottenham, and the problem is he had to drop deep a lot of the time, rather than actually being in the box where we're supposed to be. Because we were just not, we weren't a great team at the time. Um, but yeah, anyway, we do digress. Jermaine Defoe, yes, we 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 love you, and and we've still got your song ready. Anytime you want to come back, anytime you come back to the lane, 
Like he's he's loved he's loved at Tottenham, and you know, and he's loved at Sunderland as well because Sunderland fans do revere him and you know thank him for keeping him up for a couple of seasons. Um, I'm just a uh, yeah, I'm just in awe of his career and his professionalism. That is another thing we is underrated to keep going for that long um, and to keep playing at a high level for that long. The the, the level of professionalism. Professionalism, sorry, is great. I will say, hundred percent. I think we should uh, we should leave it there. Sorry, I was just I was just looking at Soldado's thing, and because I, I was a big fan of him, and I, it, it hurt me when he came to your club. Man. He stunk <laughs> out of place, man. That one hurt, man, because he went from what was it thirty? Wait, I need to check this again. How many he scored the previous season for? Um, he scored thirty goals overall in twenty four. No, in forty six for. Um, where did he come from? Villarreal, wasn't it? No, Valencia even. So my my favorite Spanish club, Valencia. And then he came to Spurs, and then he made it eleven in thirty six. Oh, this is a stinker. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then the next year he scored five in forty. Jesus Christ! Yeah, five in forty. That's atrocious, that, man. That is poor. But again, I've never. Cussed him like everybody else has, man. Honestly, he, he, he tried. He did try. And he really, really... He put in a shift any game he played. But he was, you know... Some of the misses were atrocious. But you know, he did he did try and put in a shift, man. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to diss him as hard as, as everybody else. I've seen worse. That's good, man. You're a good man. You're a good man. Vincent Jansen. Yeah, no. <laughs> We digress. Jermaine Defoe, undeniable Premier League legend, hundred percent. Darren T, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hotspur one zero seven six. I am supposed to have changed that ages ago, but I'll let you know in it. Um, yeah, Hotspur one zero seven six on Twitter. Uh, that's about it. I'm not giving you my my Insta. You you can have my Insta, but nobody else. If you have anything to plug, plug away, man. Um, no, just we're gonna do some players, so I'm gonna hit you up after on this and see the next player we should do. Uh, guarantee if we do a Sol Campbell one, would you be up for that? Hell no! Don't even try. Why are you trying to disrespect the team? I just want to bring. I want to bring the beef back. I want to bring the beef back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why did you know the wickedest thing? You know the wickedest thing is, nah, bro. Nah, that was a low blow. That was a low blow. <laughs> that was a low blow, bro. Hey, I was playing. I'm playing, playing games. I'm playing games, man. I'm playing games. I'm playing games. I'm playing games. I'm playing games. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously, seriously. Now um, we'll bring you back for the other one that we planned um, beforehand. So don't watch that. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to heat up after this one and um, we'll get something sorted. Um, other plugs. Just want to shout out Tapping Football. Beautiful game. Shoot the defence. Stoppage time. Uh, am I forgetting anybody else? Footy says. D D Footy Factory. Can never forget my boys. Anyone else? I'm trying to think. No, I can't You know, I'll give an individual shout out to Rob Mush. He's been helping us get through the football by doing some wonderful quizzes as well. So, good on him. Good on him. Apart from those who dance lounge, certain man on there. If you're listening. Pull up. Anyway, um, shout out <laughs> Free Midfield on SoundCloud, 
Oh yeah, Apple Podcasts. I ain't done this in a long time. Spotify. Anywhere else? That's it, isn't it? I've got another plug actually. I forgot. They'll kill me. At Spurs, at Spurs Unfiltered. At Spurs Unfiltered. Of For course. all the Spurs fans out there, follow at Spurs Unfiltered. Um, for some, um, how can I put it? Some, some, some controversial content sometimes, but it always raises debate. So yeah, follow them also. Energy. Alright. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts and Spotify Free Metal. This has been another episode of the Free Metal Podcast. Good night.